The Last Days of a King In mid-April 2009, a seemingly endless stream of visitors began making their way to Raheen, the mansion belonging to Richard and Jean Pratt in the leafy Melbourne suburb of Kew. Richard Pratt had been diagnosed with prostate cancer in 2006, but he was not the sort of person to lie down and go quietly. He was a fighter and a visionary, who was accustomed to shaping life according to his whim. So he fought, so strongly that he once appeared at an informal business meeting with an intravenous needle still in his arm. He had apparently considered his treatment finished for the day, and, unable to catch the attention of the hospital staff, and unwilling to miss his meeting, he simply pulled the tube delivering his medication out of the needle and walked out. The disease eventually went into remission, only to reappear in 2009. What appeared at first to be an abscess on his prostate was in fact cancer. In March, he was in severe pain, which forced him to be often and uncharacteristically away from the office. Then one weekend in early April, his condition deteriorated and he was taken to hospital. There, he was told that the disease had spread to his lungs and liver and that his life was coming to an end. The family let it be known that Richard Pratt's days were numbered, and so began the succession of people, a mixture of the rich, the powerful, the well-known and the unknown, to Raheen to pay their last respects to a man who had touched myriad lives across the community. Former Labour opposition leader and current trade minister Simon Crean joined the throng, as did the former skipper of Australia's successful 1983 America's Cup Challenge, John Bertrand. Various Carlton Football Club personalities, including legend Ron Barassi, president and former skipper Stephen Kernahan, coach Brett Ratton, captain Chris Judd, and club chief executive Greg Swan said their goodbyes. Former long-term employees of Vizzy, Pratt's giant packaging company, such as Cliff Powell, with whom the ailing tycoon sang a duet as they had done often over the previous fifty years, and Dante Bastiani came to see their old boss one last time. Socialite Lillian Frank also made the journey, saying later that the Pratts were like family to her. Outspoken and unconventional ally of the downtrodden, Father Bob Maguire and trucking magnate Lindsay Fox joined the queue. Pratt's longtime mistress, Shari Lee Hitchcock, was allowed to spend one hour with the man she loved and had a daughter with. Prime Minister Kevin Rudd also made an unscheduled 15-minute visit to the bedside of the dying billionaire. On the day before his death, it was announced that evidence used to charge Richard with four counts of giving false and misleading evidence to an inquiry into price-fixing allegations by the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission 
had been ruled inadmissible and all charges had been dropped. Upon receiving word of the ruling, Pratt's daughter Fiona leaned across her father, who was drifting in and out of consciousness, and whispered the news in his ear. Pratt reportedly nodded, signalling he understood, and began to weep. The cardboard king passed away on the 28th of April 2009, with his family by his side. Following Pratt's death, a range of public figures, including the Prime Minister, expressed regret at his passing and thanks for the contributions he made in a range of areas. Even his adversary in the final months of his life, ACCC Chairman Graham Samuel, expressed his sadness. Two days after his death, a section of Kew was closed off by police as 500 people crammed into the suburb's synagogue